Welcome to this special episode of Talk Commerce Tech Edition. Welcome to this special tech edition of Talk Commerce, where we explore how merchants, agencies, and developers experience commerce and the communities they work and live in. This week, we interviewed Joseph Leedy with Magento Creative. We discussed Magento extensions and integrations and look at the difference between the two. Joseph helps us understand why merchants need to take some extra time to vet any new extension they install on their website, and developers need to be prepared to answer questions on why that extension needs to be installed. We discussed the Magento Marketplace and why it's a good place for merchants to look for extensions. Joseph fills us in on what he's working on now and some of the interesting extensions he's worked on in the past. We discuss our unconference in Orlando, Florida in January 2022 and why merchants and developers should attend. Joseph Leedy is a Magento developer and certified developer for Magento Creative, an Adobe Gold partner. The Talk Commerce podcast is sponsored by SwiftDotter. E-commerce developers solve problems daily. In fact, some of those seem like mountainous hurdles that must be climbed in a matter of hours. Stress levels can go through the roof. No wonder the plague of burnout affects developers too. Ah, but there's a vaccine for that. Investing time in your career will take you farther than you ever imagined. Meet Swift Daughter. Swift Daughter exists to help you become the e-commerce hero that is indispensable and irreplaceable at your company. We do this through Magento Certification Study Materials and Joseph Maxwell's most recent book, The Art of E-Commerce Debugging. Go to swiftotter.com to learn more about how you can quickly climb the ranks in your quest to be a better developer. While you're there, use the coupon code TALKCOMMERCE for 15% off any digital goods at swiftotter.com. TalkCommerce is brought to you by eWay Corp. Cloud is a new normal for companies of any size. Buying, maintaining, upgrading, and disposing of machines is expensive and complicated. Amazon Web Services, managed by eWay Corp, offers an easy-to-use, flexible, cost-effective solution to all your infrastructure needs. eWay Corp can provide a secure, reliable, scalable, high-performance network that will make your office hum, not literally. eWay Corp has saved its customers an average of 31% on their IT costs while adding 62% to the bottom-line efficiency. To top that, their customers have seen 43% fewer security incidents. Go to eWayCorp.com to learn how you can start saving money and headaches by moving to the cloud. That's E-W-A-Y-C-O-R-P.com. My name is Brent Peterson, and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, talk commerce. Welcome to this special tech edition of Talk Commerce. This is where I do the effects. Tech edition. Maybe I'll like go back and do my low booming voice as a as a as a later on edit. Today I have Joseph Leedy. Joseph, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us what you do and maybe one of your passions in life. Hi, I'm a Joseph Leedy. I'm a lead developer at Magento. Um, I've been uh, in the Magento community for 10 years now. The uh, July 27th will be 10 years. I've been with uh, Magento for nearly three years uh, as of July 19th. Um, and I've been in doing web development as a hobby uh, since summer of 1999. Wow, that's amazing. And you were born in 1995, so that's pretty good. I wish <laughs> a little older than that. Um, so I know one thing that we talked about before we started the interview is is developing a new theme song. And I know you're a developer, so I was hoping you could help me develop a theme song by by singing a few bars. Can, can you help me do the did it did it did it did it did do boom something like that? Uh, I don't think you all really don't want really to hear that. <laughs> all right, all right. Well. Um, I guess in all seriousness, in serious, in seriousness, I'll, I'll try to speak today. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit about Magento integrations, Magento modules, what those are. And what, one thing I'd like to try to do um, is help 
merchants understand what those mo- what what does it mean to have a magento module and how how many should we install we'll we'll, we'll talk about a variety of subjects um so joseph maybe you could start off by telling our audience why somebody would ever even want to install a magento module well um sometimes there are additional functionalities which um you want for your website that are not covered by magento um so in that case there are additional add-on extensions that you could that are made by members of the magento community extent and extension vendors that will add that functionality for you and help you increase your sales and achieve your goals um and from from that um is it okay if uh if a merchant were just to say, oh, I found 200 modules on the marketplace, can you just install them all? No. Um, installing a lot of extensions uh, on a Magenta website, um, you can have, it can cause performance issues. Um, depending on what functionality they're adding and how they're adding that functionality. Uh, you can also have conflicts between extensions. Um, so maybe one extension has overrides a core uh, feature that another extension is trying to override, or maybe they declare a plugin on a class and another extension is not compatible with that override or that plugin. So you have conflicts that way. You you can also introduce uh, security issues as well by installing uh, extensions. So one of the things I do when I uh, receive a request from a merchant to install an extension is I do a thorough code review. I, I make sure that it is not going to introduce any performance issues I make sure that the code is following the Magento coding standards I uh, and the other standards that are put out, standards and best practices that are put out by the community. I also uh, check to see if it introduces any security issues, make, make sure that they're escaping all outputs and inputs as necessary. Uh, that there are no uh, phone home calls in the script. And what a phone home call is, you'll get some extensions that have a license check built into them, which will uh, go out to a server at the vendor's website and say, okay, is this extension authorized for this domain? Now, there's various issues with that. Um, first of all, depending on how they do that, that can slow down your, your page requests either on the front end or admin, depending on where they're doing that. Second of all, it can potentially expose details of your website, depending on what data they're sending to their servers. So that is definitely one of the biggest things I always check for, make sure that there are no phone homes like that. Um, and once it, it passes through all that, Actually, before I do that analysis, the first thing I ask the client is what, what are your goals and what are you trying to accomplish? And then I try to see if there's anything in Magento that does what they need or can be customized to do what they need. If that extension is necessary, then I go through that vetting process. And then based on that, I come up with my recommendation for the, for the customer of whether or not to install that extension. Yeah, I mean that's a great explanation, and and so so giving other developers advice. How would you, if you were to say to a junior developer, how how would they approach that, and how would they? Is there a systematic approach to um, helping a developer understand what the module does and making sure that they just don't blindly install it without asking any questions? Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing is to to know your client's requirements and what they're trying to accomplish by installing that. Um, once once you have have those have that documentation from the client, um, you can go you can make yourself a checklist either mentally or, or on paper or in a file somewhere on your computer. 
to go through while you're going through that extension and vetting it, you can say, does does it do X? Does it do Y? Uh, can it be extended to do Z if it doesn't support Z, et cetera? Uh, and maybe you could help us understand what the difference is between an integration and a module. And we could even take the perspective of how does how can code talk to a system in Shopify versus Magento? Uh, so integrations, extensions are add additional functionality uh, to Magento. Let's say you want to uh, have a, a special type of discount or custom product, you can build an extension to add that functionality to Magento. But an integration uh, connects Magento to a third-party system, such as an ERP or a point of sale or a customer um, relations manager uh, CRM, generally using an API or an application programming interface. Um, so I, I don't have, I have limited experience with Shopify. But I know that, but I believe that with Shopify and SaaS class platforms like it, you actually need to use a middleware, which is a, um, a an application that sits in between the two systems and facilitates communication between them. So the middleware would receive data from the Shopify website and then send it off to uh, to the, the, the system that's being integrated. Um, so I'm not, I'm not sure if that's, if that's correct with Shopify or not, because I haven't worked with Shopify integrations, but I know that with Magento, depending on how you want to approach the integration, it can be an extension or it can be a middleware approach. It all depends on the capabilities of that system and how you want to integrate it. So it sounds like what you're saying is that Magento has the ability to be more flexible in terms of how you integrate the code. And would you say that uh, from the Magento standpoint or Adobe Commerce, as we should be saying nowadays, yes. from the Adobe Commerce standpoint, it's more that the code is, is directly tied into the system where something like uh, a SaaS-based solution the code is living off in space and then connecting via the APIs. Correct. So if we think of in terms of the movie Alien, when the little alien was living in the guy's stomach, that's sort of like Magento. And when the alien breaks out of his stomach, that would be like Shopify. Yes. <laughs> I just saw that maybe a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, all right. So, um, from, I know that you did, you mentioned security. Um, what if the, what if the client has a developer who knows nothing about Magento and they say, well, I can just, uh, I can just write a little PHP script. It'll write, it'll sit on your website and it'll just communicate directly with the, with the database. Is that a good approach? That is a very bad idea. That is how you uh, introduce security issues to a, uh, security vulnerabilities to a, a website. Um, because if you don't take the appropriate steps to lock down that script, um, there's various vectors of attack that, uh, it can expose. For example, um, if you're taking in, if you're allowing file uploads and taking in file names, there's, um, path traversal. Uh, vulnerabilities that can be exploited, allowing them to gain access to the, the system. There are various other vulnerabilities if you don't sanitize inputs properly, like properly, such as cross-site scripting that you can also expose. So it is a very, very bad idea to uh, run standalone PHP scripts on a Magento server. Generally, what I've seen with hosting is that they'll actually block that and lock it down that so only Magento index.php uh, file in the pub directory is allowed to run. Yeah, and I think uh, I think we see that less now with Magento 2 than we saw it with Magento 1. 
Yes, even even installing WordPress on a Magento server is a very bad idea um, because WordPress has a number of vulnerabilities as well that can uh, be exploited to take over a Magento website. Um, I know that we we talked a little bit about um, that security part of it. What advice would you give to a developer when starting that first module? Uh, to start building one from scratch. Um, the very first thing is make sure you understand the requirements and that you understand the end goal and that um, you have a, a clear plan of execution uh, and clear tasks uh, to with milestones to accomplish for that extension. Um, I have spoken to a number of other platforms as of late, um, some that are are similar to Magento in which you develop everything on on the server um, and can host it. What what sort of framework does Magento offer when developing developing an extension to ensure that all those details are in place? Um. So, I'm sorry, could you uh, rephrase that question? Sure, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking, well, I, I interviewed um, a person from Spriker, and I asked him the question, how do, how do you ensure developers are making integrations and modules in a way that doesn't both interfere with the system, but introduce security vulnerabilities? And he said that there's a framework that developers are required to work off of in order to make that integration work correctly with the Spriker system. Uh, and I know that Magento's, you can do whatever you want. There's nobody saying you have to do it this way, but there's a framework that's around that you can help that, that would, uh, would, would guide that developer to making that module in the correct way. Right. There, in Magento, it is very easy to sort of shoot, shoot yourself in the foot, so to speak, uh, if you don't follow the established best practices. Um, Magento does provide uh, output sanitization uh, classes and methods to uh, prevent cross-site scripting, so you have to make sure that in any templates you're using that um there's various data validation methods in magento to make sure that your the data you, you're receiving is uh clean and um there are other parts of the system that are offered that uh you can utilize to make sure that you're building a secure extension um what are you working on right now that's super exciting and don't you don't have to give us any sort of back you don't have to give us anything proprietary but tell us what's fun that you're working on right now without going into too much detail on this project because it, there is an nda um for about the past year i've been working on a, a massive integration with a uh, third-party auction service um, integrating every aspect of the Magento catalog and sales uh, uh, functionality with this service so that um, when a product is, is created or updated in Magento and an uh, auction listing is created at this, in this third-party service for that product, um, if it has the right attributes and is marked as an auction item, and then once that auction is uh, won by a bidder, um, that order is synced back into Magento. Um, then in Magento, they can ship that order to the customer and that shipment syncs back to the auction service and marks the order as complete in the auction service. And then if uh, when the, the buyer of that auction, uh, the winner of the auction leaves feedback like they would on eBay, that feedback sinks back into Magento. The seller can also, uh, the merger can also leave feedback for that buyer to, on that order 
that, that feedback will sink back to the auction service. Um, so they also have a, a functionality in the, in the uh, integration that uh, based on certain, if the order meets certain criteria, it sends an automated feedback, uh, a default automated feedback to the auction service. So that was a really fun integration to build. Uh, touched on some parts of Magenta that I hadn't worked on, uh, Magenta 2 that I hadn't worked on in the past. Um, particularly, I learned about a lot about uh, manually creating orders in Magento. Some of the biggest things are there's certain fields that if you don't include these fields uh, in an order, they're fields that you would never ever see on the front end or in the back end, but they're in the database. You don't, these fields are used for, for certain parts of the Magento admin um, under the hood. And for example, there's, there's four specific fields. I don't remember what they're called, but if you don't include these four specific fields, your order will not show as an order on the dashboard and will not add to the total order volume uh, in Magento and will also not show in reports. So that was kind of a, a gotcha that I learned with uh, the orders. And I learned that by comparing the orders that I was generating with existing orders in the database. Um, so that project provides a, a lot of new learning experiences and a lot of challenges. Um, I also learned how to work with uh, RabbitMQ and message queues for that project too, because um, they do bulk product updates and, and in order to prevent the API from getting flooded with uh, auction requests if they decide to upload a, a thousand auction items at one time, um, we, we defer the listing um, functionality into a, a message queue so that when a, uh, the product is, is uh, saved, it goes into the message queue and then we reprocess everything out of the message queue and create listings based off that what's in the message queue. So that, uh, that took some time to figure out as well. So this has been a very fun, challenging project. It's been a great uh, learning experience. Um, additionally, I uh, helped work on a fraud integration for uh, SIFT called uh, Payment Protection that um, integrates their 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 fraud detection service with Magento. And that was the first time I'd ever worked on a fraud extension. So I learned a lot about how fraud extensions work in Magento and also learned a lot about what to do and what not to do when you're in the critical path of an order in Magento. Because if you don't handle your errors correctly and you don't do certain things the right way, you can actually prevent users from checking out or uh, add, create confusion in the checkout by not trapping errors. And then the customer gets redirected back to the, the cart page with nothing in their cart and they get confused and frustrated. So that was a challenge as well, learning those types of things, what to avoid when working with the checkout. So specifically on that SIFT mod, well, there's been a few modules that you've worked on that you've had to get onto the marketplace. And SIFT is one that isn't um, under the Wagento brand, but it's under the SIFT brand, but it was developed by you and, and the team. So maybe you could talk to a little bit about the challenges and the advantages of putting your Magento extension onto the marketplace. Yes, so you, you have when you put an extension on the Magento marketplace, you have to make sure that um, one of the things you have to make sure is that you're following the standards and best practices. Um, if you're not following those standards and best practices, they generally catch that during the, the technical review and they can reject it and tell you to fix whatever you're whatever you're not wherever you're not following in the code those standards and best practices. Additionally, um, they will check your, your, your composer package file, your composer JSON file, to make sure that you're 
clearing your dependencies. And if you're missing a dependency, they'll tell you about that as well. There's actually a great tool for that called uh, Yerio Extension Checker. Shout out to Yisla Rietzma for that one. Um, and we'll put there. that in the show notes. And how do you say his name? Uh, Yisla Rietzma. Rietzma. <laughs> I'm trying my best. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I always say his name wrong too. And he always calls me Brit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's a number of things you have to be aware of when you're, you're doing that technical submission that they, they will kick back. But, um, as long as you, you follow the standards and best practices, when you develop the extension, you run the, the, uh, you run PHP code sniffer on on your uh, code with the uh, the PSR twelve and uh, Magento coding standards uh, sniffs. Then you shouldn't have too much issue with a submission. Um, so it sounds like as well. Then all those all that extra scrutiny from Magento ensures or helps that the quality of that module is going to be higher than than something that you would just find on some on, on somebody's website or somebody that may even makes it custom there there's some extra checks that have to happen yes that is, that is that is their goal with all that extra scrutiny is to to ensure that they have a higher quality of extensions on their marketplace um, that's why I generally trust marketplace extensions more than um, extensions directly from the vendor or from GitHub. Although the nice thing about uh, extensions from GitHub is you generally get a view of the source code before uh, you would purchase it or download it from a vendor's website. I know the one thing that Christoph Ringless had mentioned is that it's very difficult to get people to give a review on Magento Marketplace for an extension. Um, how can you? How can we encourage mar merchants to give reviews on extensions? Um, yes, that, that is a very, uh, very difficult thing to do, and, and one of the things you. Too is you have to take marketplace reviews a grain of salt also because there have been in the past Magento has caught this but there have been uh, vendors that have been inflating their reviews and putting fake reviews up. Um, but to encourage uh, to encourage mer uh, mer merchants to leave reviews if they're your own merchant, you develop the extension, maybe you could give them an incentive such as giving them a, di them a discount off your other services. Um, finding some other way to incentivize the reviews as well. I know one other check that Magento makes you go through before that extension goes live is a marketing version of the, or marketing material on the module, which includes documentation. Um, yes. And that is another great feature that forces developers into thinking about how how merchants are going to use the module. Maybe you could speak to that a little bit. Yes, uh, so documentation definitely is a is hard thing for developers to do. We're used to writing code, not writing uh, prose. So um, generally speaking, we'll we'll include a, a readme file with the code itself that tells you how to use the code. But as far as additional documentation, Magento usually wants to see a user guide on the marketplace. So my process generally is to write up, write out the readme file, and then send it to a, a person in our, in our marketing department who can take that and turn it into a user guide with my help. Basically, give them some use cases of the extension and tell explain to them how works and then them they being the experts on marketing can help help me write the user guide that explains to the merchant how to actually use the extension um i remember one of the first modules you worked on when you started at wagento was the link mobility sms extension 
Yes, the Magento SMS notification is powered by link mobility. <laughs> okay, thanks. Thanks for that clarification. Right. Um, That's a mouthful. Just call it SMS notifications for short. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I'm, I, I think in other countries, SMS is becoming more popular, and I think it is going to become more popular in the U.S. Uh, was there challenges around building that extension? Um, yes, there were some challenges. Um, particularly, it was the first time I'd ever worked with an SMS platform. Um, but I'd say actually that one was was compared to the other extension that I built was one of the easier ones um, because we're just uh, you know using plugins and observers to track certain events throughout the order process and send a, a, an SMS message to the customer based on, on uh, when those events take place. For example, if you, when, it, when you place the order, you get a, a text message saying, thank you for placing your order. When the order is invoiced, you get, you get a text message for saying that your order has been invoiced. When your order is shipped, you get a, a ship text message there's a credit memo or a refund or a cancellation, you also get notifications for that. So um, I think that one was was the simpler one to build because you're just sending uh, simple text messages with it. Yeah, and I, I, I think that that whole functionality is very underused uh, in terms of in the Magenta world, and maybe it's underused in the US where merchants should be taking advantage of of, of the fact that not everybody wants to get an email anymore and especially for orders and things like that it's very nice to get some of those updates via text yeah especially with uh gen z gen z is always on their phone so if you want to reach that younger crowd it's having sms in your store is definitely a good thing um so i encourage you to take advantage of, of extensions that provide that functionality, like our SMS notifications extension, if that is your target audience. Um, in China, they don't even, from what I hear, they don't even have email. They just do everything on their phone with SMS. So, you know, America is not, has not quite gotten to that point yet where we're just completely phone-based. I could see it's becoming that way in maybe five, 10 years uh, with Gen Z taking over everything. So I would, I would highly suggest you catch that wave early and offer that uh, service to your, uh, your um, customers to uh, distinguish yourself from the rest of your competitors. One thing that I miss uh, from Magento was Innovations Lab, and that allowed um, developers to put in ideas for features and extensions on Magento, and then have a little contest or, or a, yeah, a little contest to see which type of extensions would win or, or get featured in Innovations Lab. Um, I know that Adobe has sneaks, but it's no longer anything to do with Adobe Commerce. Well, it could theoretically, but now it's a lot, it's watered down because we're competing against all the other services that Adobe offers. Um, if you could tell Adobe, I mean, you know, for some, so for first, I know that you had a couple of items in Innovations Lab, at least one for certain, but um, tell us a little bit about the one of the extensions that you did. Uh, so one of the things that I did, I guess this was in 2019, um, unfortunately this submission was rejected, but I had the idea um, at, at that time, Troy Hunt uh, had released a service called uh, Have I Been Pwned? Um, Pwned being the, the lead speak term for somebody that's been uh, compromised or owned, as it's called in the gamer community. Um, so he released this service, uh, Michelangelo Van Dom, which is the coolest name ever, released a PHP API library for the Have I Been Pwned service. So uh, I was bored on 
New Year's Day in 2019. And since I had the day off, I spent that day writing that, writing a Have I Been Pwned integration for Magenta that used, used that, that API. Um, I submitted that to uh, Innovations Lab as a uh, security extension for Magenta when unfortunately they rejected it. Well, I, I want to just clarify, they didn't reject it. It just didn't make the final three. It made the yeah. final whatever shortlist of extensions. So don't be so hard on yourself. It, it wasn't rejected. It was just didn't win. <laughs> right. There's only ever one that can win, but it was certainly a great submission um, and, and, and some hard work. How, what, if you could tell Adobe something right now, how, how would you tell them or what, what is the importance of having innovation in our community? Um, I think it, it strengthens the platform by allowing the, uh, the community to, to choose what they want to innovate on and provide those innovations back to Adobe, to the platform. Um, so one thing I've been kind of pushing is this idea of a hackathon in, in Orlando, Florida in January of 2022. And rec more recently, I've, I've been speaking with some merchants on, on Adobe Commerce. And one of the things they mentioned is the ability to have multiple merchants maybe have a place that they could talk about some of those features they would, they would like to see. And then we would also have developers who could help at least architect some of those features. So instead of just uh, having a straight hackathon, I've been thinking about what if we had a um, an unconference where developers and merchants could get together and maybe we would try to, you know, have a, a half and half. If we're lucky, I don't think we'd ever get half and half, but one third merchants, uh, two thirds developers. And we would have a place where merchants could put up on the board hey, I'd like to see this feature. And then we would vote on all those different things. And maybe even developers would put up features and merchants could see some. I think it would be a great place to kind of share some of those things. And then we would go into some work sessions where people would would develop or, or come up with some concepts. And um, and, and as much of a working, uh, working model as you could do in a day or something like that. I think that's an excellent idea. I would love to be uh, part of something like that. I think that would really help the the merchants as well as the rest of the community. Yeah, I, I think for you, the only problem is that you moved from Florida to Texas to get away from the heat. So <laughs> you, I, I'm thinking Orlando, Florida would be too hot for you uh, compared to Austin, Texas, which apparently is very cool. I, I moved to Austin to get away from the humidity. Uh, it's usually pretty dry here in Austin, but uh, this summer has been hum unusually humid for some odd reason. But um, I moved to get away from the, the humidity and the, the people. The, the South Florida is really crowded, so I, I moved here to Austin to have more wide open space. Because uh, my favorite hobby is to uh, ride my motorcycle on the weekends. And in South Florida, is really nowhere to ride versus uh, here in Austin, you have the, the, the beautiful hill country. Uh, you can go out in the hill country and see a lot of nice scenery, kind of get away from the big cities and uh, into the more rural areas. Um, so that's, that was the main re reason why I moved out here. Uh, my first experience in Austin, Texas was, I think in 2012, I was invited by the Magento rep who was covering Latin America at the time. And uh, he, uh, he learned that I ride a bike and he suggested that we do an easy 50 mile bike ride in Austin. Uh, and I learned quickly that there are a lot of hills and that a lot of those hills are extremely steep. And I was, uh, um, I was um, humbled, is a good word, uh, <laughs> by a bike ride where certainly at that time I was not a biker. <laughs> yes, we have, a, we have a lot of hills here. We have 
we don't really have mountains in central te Texas, um, like they do in some other states, but we have a lot of big hills, hence the name the hill country, especially when you get out past the Balcones Escarpment. Um, all right, so we have a uh, we have a little bit of time left here. Um, why don't you tell us some of the tools you're using, and maybe some some books or podcasts you're listening to, but I think tools from from a developer standpoint would be helpful to learn some of the things you're using and, and maybe some of the things you've uncovered more recently. So uh, as far as tools are concerned, uh, my favorite IE to use with uh, Magento is PHPStorm because of its uh, code completion and uh, code insights that it provides. Um, with PHPStorm, I use the official Magento uh, plugin uh, that gives you that uh, gives you code generation functionality of, uh, gives you the go to functionality where you can actually click on a Magento method and go to where it's defined. You can also do that in your XML files as well. Um, I also use uh, Mark Schust's uh, Beeline add on, which gives you some uh, nice little code abbreviation so that you can open up a file and type in his code abbreviation and it will generate that file for you. Um, so that's, that's another thing that's been helpful. Um, additionally, I use uh, in a static analysis tool that's uh, available as a plugin for uh, PHPStorm. It's called EA Inspections. There's two versions of it. Um, there's a standard version and an ultimate version. The ultimate version is paid, but it gives you a lot more uh, analysis and it, it gives you, it's a, it tells you effectively where you could be improving your code. Now you have to take everything that's suggested with a grain of salt and not just do it blindly. You have to actually look at what it, it tells you and, and, and see if there's those uh, uh, adjustments apply to your code. So having the right tools when you're writing your code like that make, can make you a better developer, can actually help you learn. I know that I've learned a bit from, from using EA inspections. Um, additionally, so I, I work on Mac OS at the moment, although I'm, I will probably, probably be switching to Linux by the end of the year. Um, but my favorite database client on, on Mac OS right now is, um, Table Plus. I also for for I mostly use Git on the command line, but if I use a a, a Git client, it's uh, definitely Tower. Uh, and on the command line, when I'm uh, actually reviewing and testing my code, I use a static analysis tool called PHP Stand. Um, that will go through your code and tell you where you can make improvements, uh, just like EA inspections would, but it, it is at, more, at a bit of a different level. The tools work differently from each other. Um, so you can pretty much use both those tools in combination to, to find out where your weak points are in your code. Um, so one of the big things I hear is that when you, when a new developer chooses their IDE, they should they should choose something that has Magento plugins and functionality that'll save you a lot of time. Right. Um, so those those are the tools I use in my my day to day work. Um, as far as books and podcasts, obviously I listen to Talk Commerce. I've uh, listened to Mage Talk since, the, since its inception in 2014, even though they are in a bit of a hiatus right now, and I wish they would release new episodes. Um, I have actually been a guest on Mage Talk in the past. Um, as, a, as a view, Brian, I believe. Um, other podcasts I listen to in the community are um, uh, uh, the new one, the registry, which is uh, UC's uh, podcast. Um, I listen to the, the uh, 
podcast from Shipper HQ. Um, I can't think of what it's called right now. Um, and as well as Joseph Maxwell's new podcast, Smash the Bug. Um, and on the subject of uh, Joseph Maxwell, uh, he has a new book out called The Art of E-Commerce Debugging. I wish I could show it to you, but unfortunately the blurred background won't, won't let me see it. <laughs> um, but I've been reading through that book and uh, I really like it so far. And I think it has a lot of great advice. I really encourage everyone to check out that book. Um, other podcasts that I listen to that aren't specifically related to Magenta, but offer good advice are since for about the past five years, I've listened to a podcast called Developer T. Developer T, uh, it, it, they're not long episodes, they're usually 10 minutes, but they're little snippets of advice um, that are given as hints that you can use in your development career in general. So they aren't specific to one uh, language or practice of development. They're just general development snippets that uh, can help you out and help you how you think and how you actually do your work. So I highly recommend developer T as well. Great. Thank you. Thank and we'll put all those uh, all those links on the show notes so people don't have to keep going back and forth and trying to remember what we said. Um, all right. So if you had a piece of of advice to give to a, a merchant from a developer standpoint, what what's one thing you could tell them? Uh, make sure that you clearly define your requirements and your end goals to the developer so that they have a good starting point uh, and they, they understand that what you want to accomplish. And if you had one piece of advice to a new developer, what would you tell them? Starting in Magento. Never stop learning. Um, I've been doing this for 20 some years now, and I'm always learning. So, uh, don't get discouraged if you make mistakes, um, treat those as a learning experience and don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. That's great. And okay. So what is the best place to ask for help? What, what, what are we using now for asking for help? When it comes to Magento, um, the Magento Stack Exchange, uh, the Magento Community Forums, and the Magento Community Engineering Slack Workspace. Yeah, those are all great tools or great places that I also go and look for 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 help. Um, the Stack Exchange uh, site has been a great place to get quick feedback. And I know that specific um, uh, extensions or development tools like the Hoofa theme have their own Slack channels that are extremely responsive right now, especially around, uh, around developing that theme, but also on PWA. If you go onto the community channel, the PWA questions are quickly answered there as well. And we didn't get a chance to get into theming today, but um, all those, those are great places to ask questions and, and you're exactly right. I encourage every developer to continue to ask questions and don't be afraid. Uh, there's never a question that is not a, um, there, there's never a stupid question. And I know that from experience, um, that I ask questions and if you don't know it, you don't know it. There's no shame in not knowing something. Definitely, there's no shame at all. Um, okay, so as we close out the, the show today, give yourself, give some someone or yourself a shameless plug. What What is your shameless plug today? Um, I don't have anything personal to, uh, to plug, but I'd say if there's one thing I can say to everyone, be kind to one another and uh, treat each other well because uh, you never know when you're going to need those relationships in the future. Joseph, that is the 
that is the best shameless plug I think that we've had to date. And I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate your friendship as well. So thank you for being on the show today. Um, uh, it's been a, it's been a very informative episode. Thank you very much, Brent, for having me. That's great. It's Joseph Leedy is the lead module developer for Wagento, a Adobe Gold partner. Thank you. The Talk Commerce podcast is sponsored by Swift Daughter. E-commerce developers solve problems daily. In fact, some of those seem like mountainous hurdles that must be climbed in a matter of hours. Stress levels can go through the roof. No wonder the plague of burnout affects developers too. Ah, but there's a vaccine for that. Investing time in your career will take you farther than you ever imagined. Meet Swift Daughter. Swift Daughter exists to help you become the e-commerce hero that is indispensable and irreplaceable at your company. We do this through Magento Certification Study Materials and Joseph Maxwell's most recent book, The Art of E-Commerce Debugging. Go to swiftotter.com to learn more about how you can quickly climb the ranks in your quest to be a better developer. While you're there, use the coupon code TALKCOMMERCE for 15% off any digital goods at swiftotter.com. TalkCommerce is brought to you by eWay Corp. Cloud is a new normal for companies of any size. Buying, maintaining, upgrading, and disposing of machines is expensive and complicated. Amazon Web Services, managed by eWay Corp, offers an easy-to-use, flexible, cost-effective solution to all your infrastructure needs. eWay Corp can provide a secure, reliable, scalable, high-performance network that will make your office hum, not literally. eWay Corp has saved its customers an average of 31% on their IT costs while adding 62% to the bottom line efficiency. To top that, their customers have seen 43% fewer security incidents. Go to eWayCorp.com to learn how you can start saving money and headaches by moving to the cloud. That's E-W-A-Y-C-O-R-P.com. Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce, new shows out every week.